I in you. In the 1993 Lois Lowry book, no relation, <laughs> The Giver, the characters all do what they're supposed to do, what they've been trained to do. But there's one character who realizes along the way that, that he, he really discovers freedom. And within freedom is the capacity to love. He, he recognizes it clearly in one moment where he's tempted to do something for himself to keep himself warm. But instead, that young child, Gabriel, who's with him, that instead he, he gives of himself so that Gabriel can be warm, that he, he exercises selflessness in order to do what's, what's good for another, that what he noticed was something within him was moving him to love. Our understanding of God is first that God is other. God is outside of creation. He's the creator. So there's this otherness to God. But yet Jesus comes and reveals the closeness of God. In, in more technical terms, you have the transcendence of God, and then you have the imminence or the closeness of God. And you and I believe and know and trust, because Jesus has revealed it, that in baptism we are given the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. That God is not just out there, other, but God is within. God is moving in, with, and through us in so many beautiful ways. This example of love that I shared from the book, The Giver, is probably something that a lot of us have recognized in our own mothers as we celebrate Mother's Day. That we see heroic women who, who choose to put others' needs ahead of their own. I mean, I, I've seen it in my mother. It was interesting to kind of witness her care for my father for many years with Alzheimer's and to think about how she also did that for me and my siblings for so many years just putting I'm, I mean I have examples you know I remember you know it'd be like 10 o'clock at night and I'd be like oh mom uh, I'm supposed to bring brownies tomorrow <laughs> and my uniform's dirty <laughs> And in the morning, there'd be brownies and a clean uniform, you know? There's this, this heroic greatness of, of love. But to love is of God, that God himself is love, and a heart that's moved to love reveals the presence of God, reveals the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. In two weeks, we will celebrate Pentecost, and so... Our readings today and next week, all our readings are, are paving the way, revealing the gift of the Spirit. That God, when Jesus came to us, he didn't want to just stand among us, but he wanted us to share in his divine life, to, to receive his life, his Spirit within us, moving within us. So that happens in baptism, right? And then our first reading, we hear about the sacrament of confirmation, that they needed the apostles to come down 
and to lay hands on them so that they might receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Okay. And so for us who have been baptized, confirmed, that the confirmation is a, a fuller outpouring of the Holy Spirit to, to move within us. If we haven't been confirmed, there's a little plug. There's a reason to be confirmed, to have an even greater fullness of the Holy Spirit um, within us, that we might become mature adults able to go and share our faith. Today, we have, instead of the apostles, we have the successors of the apostles, the bishops or delegate. But, but even if we receive the Holy Spirit, it doesn't mean that we're necessarily going to recognize and move with the Holy Spirit, right? Because maybe a lot of people are thinking, well, yeah, I've been confirmed, but I don't necessarily feel God moving within me. I don't feel his promptings. And so how do we grow in that awareness? Well, our readings give us a couple ideas. One, we want to move in harmony with him. As St. Peter says in our second reading, sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts. That by first acknowledging and coming to know Jesus as Lord, by, by putting him first, that's the first kind of major piece to be put in place. You know, Yes, baptism, confirmation, receive the sacraments. But to seek to acknowledge and live with Jesus as Lord of our lives. Jesus goes on to tell us some other things. He talks about, you know, keep the commandments. If you love me, if you want to love me, follow my laws. And what his, his word is, it's not just the Ten Commandments. It's not just, it is the teachings of the church. But it's also like knowing the word of God, knowing scripture. Because when I, when I commit scripture to memory, when I love scripture, then the word of God has power. It's the spirit of truth, as Jesus says. That then that truth will move me in my life. If I, if I don't know the Lord, if I don't know scripture, well then how am I going to know how to move? How am I going to recognize how to follow him? Here's a, here's a little analogy. We'll see if it works. Um, like on a football team, the quarterback on the football team is like the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit wants, invites us all to move in harmony. And so if I'm a, a wide receiver, now I, I can either choose to listen to the quarterback or I can say, you know what, I, I, know, I know God is saying this, I know the church teaches this, but I'm going to do my own thing and it's okay because I know God loves me no matter what. So I'm just going to do whatever I want, and I know that God loves me, and it's okay. It is true that God's going to continue to love me, but that's like me being a wide receiver who's like, okay, he wants me to do a post, but I'm just going to fly to the end zone. You know, like, it's not going to work. We're not going to be on the same page, because I'm not, I'm not listening. Because what, is, what does the Holy Spirit want? The Holy Spirit wants what's good for me, and when, I, when I'm in harmony... When a receiver and a quarterback are in harmony, you get a touchdown. You get that kind of fruit. When you and I are in harmony with the Holy Spirit, we receive the fruit of Galatians 5.22, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, generosity, self-control. All those, all those things that we want to have our heart full of, 
happens when we're, when we're walking in step with the Lord. And so now, this is a beautiful moment as we head into the summer, that we have the opportunity to say, how, what can I do to grow in that harmony? What can I do to grow in that relationship? And I think we, we kind of have to be explicit about it for ourselves. Like, what? Because there's the general thing of like, I'm going to pray more, you know? And it's like, okay, what does that mean, you know? And so thinking about, okay, when and what and where. Like, I know for me, it's got to be first thing in the morning or I find myself at the end of the day saying, how did the day get away from me? I find that it's better, it's easier to pray in the chapel, that there's so many less distractions. And I know for me, I want scripture, so I pray with the readings, I pray a rosary, I pray the liturgy of the hours, and then I have time in silence. Yeah. And so I invite you to think about that, because what happens is, as I do those things, that the voice of the Holy Spirit is amplified. They were able to notice the subtle movements and promptings. Now, I, I can't control when I hear his voice, but I can control choosing to pray and, and giving him permission to speak. What, is, what does this look like? Let's see if this example helps you. Um, so yesterday was graduation, the last two days, and it, it's a beautiful emotional time. There's a lot of rejoicing, people who've worked really hard, people who have, I've come to know and to love, and to cel- so I'm celebrating with them. And it, it's sad to see people, you're like, oh, they're going to be leaving. Um, but there's also, there's another little kind of sadness, if you will, uh, or at least it's hard on the heart. When I was walking around, I would see, I saw students that were really involved their freshman year, and then COVID hit, and then I haven't seen them since, you know? And it's like, oh, you know, um, I want what's best for them. I love them, I love their freedom, and I know they need the Lord, and so it's like, I know you, want, I know you need the Lord more than anything, because he's the one who has the key to happiness. And so it just, you, you see what I mean? Like you kind of walk around with that on your heart. So, actually, there was, another, there was one person, my, uh, my godson graduated. He and his family were there. And they were, I, I was walking, I was trying to find them, and I couldn't find them. And I called them, like, where are you? And I just, they didn't answer. And I was kind of, I was feeling down. And so I was walking back to my car, and then he called. And so he's like, hey, we're still here. I'm like, that's awesome. So I'm like, double timing back up the hill, you know, trying to get there. And... And then all of a sudden, this stuff started happening. I ran into, uh, there was this, this mother saw me and said, oh my gosh, it's a sign, you know? Um, and I'm like, hello, my name's Father Man. And she's like, can I take a picture of you and my son? And it was, it was cool, because the son said, mom, it's Father Matt, you know? And then, um, so we took a picture, and then I'm going up, and I run into one of the basketball team guys, and um, little bro hug, you know, and then kept on going, and then I saw this family, and they said, this is like, everyone's gone, by the way. There's like nobody there. And, and then this family sees me, and they're like, Father Lowry, and I'm like, huh? And they go, we're from your first parish. We remember you 15 years ago. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know? And so I run around the corner, and I meet up with my godson and his family. We take a picture. I, I was like, oh, I got to see them. And, and I come back, and there's a, 
a girl who's a sophomore here at the Newman Center and her friends, and I'm walking with them, and then I see a couple other people. Um, and then I hear this, Father Matt, and I turn around and there's these two girls who are on, they help with the football team, and they said, um, and they, they actually ran up and they gave me a hug, which they've never done before. Um, I guess it's not a good thing to do on the sidelines, you know, but, um, <laughs> and she's like, can you, can you pray for, can you pray for my mom? She's having these health issues. And I was like, absolutely. And, and so now I'm back walking to my car, and a minute earlier, I had been feeling a little dejected and sad that I hadn't run into my godson and his family. And also I realized that God knew my desires. He made it happen. And not only that, but he, he had me encounter all these people when everyone had already left who were responding to God's invitation, who, who just, I don't know, just gave me the gift of... Um, just saying that the church's presence on this campus matters, that the Lord is very much at work, that the Holy Spirit is at work, and that by, by listening to those promptings and following them, not just yesterday, but every day, that the Lord has been at work the whole time, and not just in my life, but in all of our lives, that I felt the Lord saying to me, I love you, I'm with you. You are exactly where you need to be. And I'm at work in all things because I am in you.